To borrow a line from the Christmas claymation classic Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, so you want to be a dentist. Let's begin by saying that as a dentist, you've chosen an amazing line of work with proven high success rates. Today, we'll take a deeper look at the cost and income projections, startup requirements, and considerations for your new dental practice. We'll then explore the ups and downs of the business as we talk with Dr. Brent Zastro, a dentist who uses a unique business model for his dental practice on this Business Buffet Ingredients episode. We have all wondered, what are the ups and downs of different types of businesses? As business owners, we've even wondered if starting another business is the best option. Business Buffet Ingredients is meant to give you a taste for what it takes to start and successfully run a business. We'll reach out into the world of business and interview success stories and present them on our smorgasbord of business helping options. Strap in and get ready to taste the finer business points. Welcome to today's business ingredients episode on starting a dental practice. I'm Phil Anderson, and unlike some of our other ingredients episodes in the past or those that will come in in the future, today we will be talking about an industry that you will have already paid a hefty price in both time and money to even be at the point of opening your new dental practice. Now, most dentists obtain an undergraduate degree before completing a four-year dental program and earning a doctoral degree in dental medicine or dental surgery. While no specific undergraduate degree is required, and that's not easy for me to say, undergraduate, undergraduate, uh, students commonly take science courses in biology, anatomy, chemistry, and microbiology. Most dentists are general practitioners who perform exams, fill cavities, and extract teeth. However, some choose a substantial, excuse me, a subspecialty of dentistry such as orthodontics. Dental school graduates may work for established offices or as we'll t- talk about today, set up their own practice. Now, keep in mind, today we will not go into the things you will need to start and maintain every business, like a business plan, website, logo, branding, social presence, marketing, etc. Today is all about starting your own dental practice. So what do you need to get started in this type of business? Of course, like any business, you will want to have a working and living business plan as well as obtain the necessary permits and licenses. With that said, you will want to build a network of trusted industry-specific advisors who will help you with the many crucial decisions you'll make. Your team of trusted advisors should include dental-specific building contractors, a specialized CPA, a dental equipment specialist, and a dental-specific lender. Now, speaking of dental-specific lender, how much does it cost to start a dental practice? Having healthy oral hygiene is very important to overall total health and wellness, which is why many choose to become dentists. But to become a dentist, there is a cost. Literally, it's expensive. According to Bank of America, a new dental startup total cost can range from $350,000 to a half a million dollars with an average startup cost of $475,000. Business.com says most dental offices have more than one of each of the following pieces of equipment. Exam chair, depending on its design and purpose, a new exam chair can cost anywhere from $600 to $5,000. X-ray machine, new X-ray machines cost from $3,000 to $65,000. 
Most companies that sell new dental equipment also offer refurbished equipment. And we haven't even talked about the things we all cringe at thinking about when we you know, think about visiting the dentist, the dentist tools. Here are some quick facts according to the latest information on the Bureau of Labor Statistics website. The median pay for a dentist is about $152,700 per year or $72.81 per hour. And the U.S. growth rate is 18%, which is a very big number. So without further ado, with me today is Dr. Brent Zastro of Total Wellness Dentistry. Brent graduated the University of Kentucky with his DMD, which is the Doctor of Medicine in Dentistry. Upon graduation, he accepted his commission as a dental officer in the Navy, which allowed him to spend four years caring for our Marines in South Carolina, North Carolina, and Virginia. He's also a pilot, but that's off today's subject. Let's welcome in Dr. Brent Zastro. Brent, how are you doing today? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing great today. Thanks for uh, having me, Phil. I'm excited to be here and uh, talk with you. Outstanding. So, got to ask you right off the bat, what drew you into wanting to become a dentist? Just like that claymation thing, I want to be a dentist. Did you have that go through your mind? Sure. So, you know, it started out as a kid, actually, you know, I'd go to the dentist and I was fortunate to have great experiences. But as a kid, I turn around and see the posters. They used to have those really scary right. posters of periodontal disease and stuff. And that actually turned me quite off from it because I just, I couldn't imagine myself working in that environment. As an adult, time. it's still scary. I'm just saying. As adults, there are times where it is scary. <laughs> that is very, very, very true. Um, but as I got a little bit older, I had some life experiences that really drew me to to some facet of medicine is I really wanted to improve the lives and well-beings of others. And uh, through further exploration, just realized dentistry was a good fit for me with the uh, interaction you get with the patient and the hands-on direct approach to solving a lot of the problems. So uh, that's what really drew me to become a dentist. Nice. Uh, And so how long has your practice been around? When did you start your uh, dental practice? Sure. So we opened our doors July of 2017. So we are almost three years in now. And how is that going so far? Um, it's been going very well. You know, there's a lot of, like any new business, you know, you, you'd want it to be going faster and sometimes it can't go fast enough. And sometimes it's going faster than you can keep up with. And, uh, you know, we've experienced all of that, but we're, we're very pleased with where we're at today and uh, really excited to see the continued expansion and growth that we've been having. So I heard you talk at one point um, and you had mentioned that most uh, schooling you get as a dentist. And when you become a dentist, you are ready to practice. They send you off, kind of usher you out the door and say, good luck. They don't give you business advice. In fact, it's almost expected that you will all uh, buy or uh, bid for um, uh, an already flourishing uh, dental practice. Is that kind of the way that goes? Is the expectation? Yeah. So, you know, I think the expectations have changed quite a bit over the years. I think there was a time where um, you could graduate dental school, you go into any little town, you hang a sign outside of a building and bada bing, bada boom, you're, you're a full-fledged dentist ready to go, ready to treat. And, and it was respected. And certainly over the years, the times have changed and the market's changed a lot. So there, it is very true that there is a very limited amount of business information that is given. All of our all of our training is focused on uh, clinical, clinically treating patients, which is very, very important. 
Um, but when on graduation, a lot of people nowadays are going and they will associate with the intent to purchase a practice from somebody or buy into them. There's not a lot of startups that happen anymore. As you illustrated earlier, mm. uh, the costs are very, very high and very expensive. So there's a lot of risk involved there without having immediate cash flow with new patients. So the, the more common model is now that people are looking for practices to buy and take over. Um, and, and it's just become a very different world in that way. And so those practices, you know, the, another challenge I think is uh, working with insurance companies, right? Oh yeah. Insurance companies have uh, definitely, uh, have, I think had a place in time in history where they, they've been very useful uh, and very beneficial to, to both providers and patients. But as time has gone on, um, that becomes more challenging to work with. Uh, premiums have gone up significantly over the years while the insurance payouts have relatively stayed the same. And if you follow any news on it nowadays, um, you, you hear lots of things about the CEOs of dental insurance companies uh, or insurance companies in general with really high salaries, but cutting back payments for doctors or cutting, cutting payouts for, uh, for what they provide even within their services. And so there's a real conundrum here where we have a middleman who's kind of trying to burn the candle on both ends and hoping that nobody really notices. Right. Well, so you, you've gone ahead and said, we're not going to do that model. You have a different model. Is that right? That's correct. We, uh, we came up with a model that we felt, uh, really, really is driven home towards, towards helping people to get healthy rewards us and our patients for being healthy and staying healthy without having to worry about the hassles and frustrations of how much is care going to cost or does my insurance cover it? Right. Have I reached my maximums this year or those types of things? So we've, we've really kind of created a new model to solve a lot of those struggles. Now, the model in and of itself is not new. Uh, we have, uh, you know, uh, gyms that use this model, right? There's all sorts of membership models. But in the, in the uh, health uh, industry, I guess, uh, that's not so much used. Um, so you're kind of spearheading that membership model in your dental practice. Tell tell us a little bit about how that works because this is fascinating to me. Sure. So you're absolutely right. This model is not new. You know, I, when I first thought of it, we talked about it being like a country club where, where you, you pay a, a yearly fee to be a country club member, but you still have to pay for, you know, for your meals that you eat there. You still pay for your golf balls and your t-shirts and things that you buy. So our membership is similar where, where we charge an annual fee um, but unlike insurance, we don't limit how much care that you can have. In fact, we want you to get all of the care that you need to get you healthy. So we charge one annual fee. Um, if we need those extra things like golf balls or tees and stuff, but you know, in our industry, those are our crowns, bridges, implants. Um, we, 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 we charge it. We charge a nominal fee to cover the cost of those um, materials. We're not looking to, to price gouge on those. We simply want to provide you the, the things you need to go out and have a, have a successful, healthy mouth, just like the uh, golf course wants you to be successful in playing golf by having golf balls to play with. So when people leave your office, do they go for? <laughs> um, haven't had too many people yell out, but we do have quite a few jokes <laughs> that come through the doors as people try to kind of figure out exactly what we're doing. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, last question. We have about uh, two and a half, three minutes. Uh, what are some challenges you faced early in this business and what did you do to overcome those challenges? Because it seems like when you're plowing through a new model in the same industry, the good old boys, uh, uh, way of doing things, well, what were some of those challenges? 
sure. So, you know, I think, I think there are a couple of main challenges that, that I've, I've experienced. You know, one of the big ones was how do you market this and how do you sell this concept that is so great for people, but sounds too good to be true. Um, and, and so that's been a big struggle. And, uh, I reached out to a lot of marketing companies, a lot of dental specific marketing companies, all of which gave positive feedback for the idea, but just flat out said, we don't know how to market that. That doesn't fit the standard mold. So that's been one challenge that we've had to work through a lot. And we've had to help uh, overcome that objection of this is too good to be true and let people know, hey, you know what? Sometimes fantasies can be reality. And, and yeah. it's been fantastic. Um, like, like almost any other business, you know, early on, I think one of the other big struggles that we had um, is, is, is staffing and getting really good employees who really understand what you're about and can help help you to grow your business and catch on to your vision um, and grow and not, you know, and, and help in a lot more ways than, than you would even realize. Um, and, and I think that's true of any, any new business owner and first time business owner, especially if you've never been in management and those types of things before learning how to, to interview and ask the right questions to find the right people for, for you and for what you do. Um, the third biggest challenge that I would say is, and you touched on it at the very beginning is, you know, I, I don't have a business background as, as, and very few dentists do have a business background. So uh, the old adage of you don't know what you don't know right. really becomes self-evident as you start to run a business. You've got an idea and you know how to, you know, I, I know how to do the dentistry. I know how to do the work. I don't know how to do marketing. I don't know how to do website development. I don't know all the ins and outs of, of, of bookkeeping and of, of a lot of those other things that are the nuanced day-to-day things. Uh, and so one of the things that I've, I've done, you know, in the last few months um, was I found a business coach that I really trusted and was able to hire. That's to fantastic. Learn a lot of that, stuff. that is uh, really yeah, good to it, know that you did that too. Uh, I think a lot of people listening, uh, small business entrepreneurs and stuff, they think there's no way I can have a business coach, but you know, that is fantastic that you did that. And, and that person is helping you out immensely. Yes. Oh yeah. It's been, it's been amazing. You know, you know, just from, from day one, the questions that he asked and we kind of had blank stares and he's like, okay, well, these are business basics 101, <laughs> but we need to, we need to learn how to track and evaluate these things and how to set these systems in place. And, and so we're slowly chipping away at those. And it's been fantastic because I've, I've had about a year a year and a half now in the practice where I felt like we've had some good growth, but I've been saying, and I, you know, talking with my wife and some other, you know, trusted friends and stuff. I'm like, I feel like I'm in my own way and I don't know how to get out of my own way. Yeah. Uh, no and, fooling. And so, I, so the business coach is great. You know, I think when we go into business, whatever, whatever industry it is, we think about, um, Hey, I'm going to have this business. It's going to be great. And then we start working it. And all of a sudden we bought ourselves a job and we're just working to kind of day to day. And we forget that we went into business to have something that ultimately works for us. Exactly. And a business coach has been great at helping to refocus that. So that's, that's I think those great. have been the biggest challenges that we've had early on. And I think we're, you know, kind of starting to, to see some headway and progress in those as, as we've learned and grown with the business. That's fantastic. Well, as uh, our business buffet 101 is stay on time and we're a few seconds over and I don't want Ed yelling at me, but I am going to say, Brent, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been great information and uh, thank you so very much. Sure. Thanks for having me, Phil. You betcha. Now we're going to hear something about uh, from our sponsor. Is your computer not running right? Is it making sounds it shouldn't? Do you want your computer to run better? Well, give F1 for help a call at 208 
687-0183 or visit us on the web at www.f1forhelp.net. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Business Buffet. Thank you for listening to The Business Buffet Ingredients. We hope we tempted your business taste buds with something sweet. Please share this podcast with your friends and show them that you are the smartest person in the room. Visit businessbuffet.page and sample all the flavors of The Business Buffet. We hope you eat hearty in business.